You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Emma Sasek's interview with the stars from the new film Emergency, R.J. Seiler, Donald Elise Watkins, and Sebastian Chacon. Hey, hey. Be cool, be cool, John, be cool. Guys. So you going out tonight, B? Yeah, got a pass to underground. Are you guys? Yeah, yeah, we're just going to go to a couple parties and... It took me three weeks of ass kissing just to get into one. Oof, a lot of buzz. So... Good thing you didn't get pink eye. <laughs> uh Dum-dum-dum-dum, 151, rum in a blunt, young... Our legendary tour. We're going to seven parties tonight, bro. You should take it easy. Don't get Kunlay into any trouble. That boy's black excellence. Oh, come on, come on. If we only gonna have five minutes when we get back to pregame, change, and leave. Sean, what? Where's Carlos? There's an unconscious white girl in our living room. What? Okay, she's she's alive. We should call 911. Hey, stop! Are you crazy? We didn't do hey, anything hey, wrong. We don't have to do nothing wrong, Kunle. The cops are not gonna listen. They just gonna come in here and see three brown guys hanging over this little white girl. We looked everywhere, and we can track her on your phone. We can't just leave her somewhere. We take her to the hospital. Shotgun. Hey! Don't, don't, don't. I told you we should just call 911, but you wouldn't let it looks like she's in that car. The hell is going on? We don't know who she is. Actually, she just told me that she's in high school. No! Think about it statistically. How many people actually get shot by the cops? It's like really, really unlikely, right? No, what are you no, talking no. about? 911, what is the nature of your emergency? Thank you so much for making a little bit of time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I guess we'll just get started. I mean, there's a lot to talk about with this film. I really enjoyed it. I had the opportunity to watch it at Sundance this year. Definitely one of the favorites for me. So it's such a pleasure to be able to learn a little bit more about the filmmaking process with you guys. Um, I guess to just kind of get it started with, I mean, you three are really at the core of this story and you have such a fun relationship. I mean, each of you have your little quirks, you have something that works with all three of you. How did you really kind of develop that and make it seem like you really have known each other through four years of college? (laughs) Just hang it out. Right. <laughs> right. I think it was just one, it's one of those things where we started with rehearsals. Um, and I feel like we were really excited to see one another from auditions because we did not know each other to begin with. So I was really excited to just kind of get in the room and meet RJ and get in the room and meet Sebastian. Um, and we rehearsed for like a week. And then all it feels, I think like all of those days, the first week, we we're just like, hey. Got the group chat. What are y'all doing? What are we doing tonight? You know, what are we going to do? And we just hung out so much. Um, so that's what we did. I'm holding it together. Right. I'm holding it for you, Emma. Over here. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kill me with that. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, it was lovely. It was so easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That was yeah. We did a lot of different stuff. We uh, went to like brunch. We went to the Atlanta Film Festival. We were all over the place. Yeah, we was at, yeah. We was everywhere. We had three times. We was 
practically with each other. So then when it came to filming, it was just like continuation of the day before. <laughs> right. <laughs> or like the weekend. Yeah. Yes. Sebastian is over here crying. He's oh, so like, crying. <laughs> <laughs> <and> everything. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, it's uh it's it's just been like it's you don't really realize how rare it is to be with like a whole cast, a whole crew where there's no drama, there's no yeah. insecurity, there's no you know competition. Everyone's just trying to make it as good as they can make it. And you know, we're all we're all friends, we're all trying to just show up every day for each other not just for ourselves you know yeah. Yeah. it was like a really nice supportive environment as you go through something brand new for all of you um and each of you have very very distinct characters in this film quit laughing over there I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> i was so good i was swallowing it just <laughs> <laughs> go ahead Emma go ahead, go ahead. Emma. you're good it's hot. no I love it I love seeing the friendship between you guys um you all have very distinct characters in this film could you relate to each of them or could you feel like oh I relate more to this other character I relate to this person how would you how would you describe that it was fun because I feel like I related to each character um but there I always say that I was raised more like Sean's character. Mm. So whenever he's talking and he's giving us a rundown of, hey, this is why you should not call the cops. It's like my mom's voice going off in my mind, like, hey, this is these are the things that you do to stay safe. These are the things that you right. do to, you know, not be seen as a threat. These are and it's just at the at the core of that, it's so you can make it home. Mm. It's just so you can make it home. Um, but then on the other side, that eternal optimist that which is Kunle, I'm easily that person I love uh to just kind of be I, I just want to make people laugh and make a smile like, you know that's that's it and just have a good time if everyone else is having a good time then hey I did my job and we're we're cool so I, I think I related to Sean a lot on like the the sense of having the the plan of going like to underground and having the whole like are we gonna go here first we're gonna go there first like that's me as a person because when I go outside, I ain't trying to waste my time and be like wandering, trying to see where we're going next. I'm like, hey man, look, y'all got five minutes in between transition before you lose JJ, okay? And no, you cannot come with me. If I find a plan, you can't come with me if you ain't know what you're doing first. Um, yeah. but I, I think that's that's one thing that I I identify with Sean on. Also, mm. just like um his swag and earring choice. Yeah. He's a stylish guy. You know, right. Jealous. I was mad jealous. <laughs> he, had his, he had the knees out in a few scenes. Oh, that's you know. true. I had the knees out. They yeah. had my, I had a little smiley face tattoo. It's a lot of, They're like, you know what? That's fine. Let's keep that. It's a lot of, you know, <laughs> T-C's and shorts in it's this too. It's 100% true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about for you, Sebastian? Could you relate to your character? I mean, you're oh, absolutely. really absolutely. so smiley and laughing. You love it. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, like, with Carlos, like, when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time, you know, in books and things like that. And, like, really, like, spending a lot of time alone, like, really, you know, I, I was very shy, very nervous. And over the years, I've built up the ability to, to interact with people very comfortably. And it's interesting seeing Carlos, who never, clearly never built that. Um, Carlos never came out of his shell. Carlos... You know, he stayed comfortable in that and he loves it. You know, you see his room, his room is amazing. You know? yeah. oh. And like, he does not need to ever leave. 
Um, and then you see the situation where he is forced out of that situation. He's forced to interact with these people and with all kinds of people he's never met, forced to deal with situations where he just wants to go back into that cocoon, you know? Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, like when, whenever conflict gets bigger, Carlos gets smaller, mm. you know, and, uh, and, and, and trying to get back in touch with that part of myself was, um, was, was great. You know, it's, it's just such an interesting thing to always try to discover. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you guys have kind of alluded to already, uh, in this film, you go on a hell of a journey, I think it's safe <laughs> to say, in terms of trying to help this young woman that you have found while also, you know, not getting the police involved with this. Um, You know, there's definitely humor in this film, but it also shows some very, very real situations with uh, police interactions, racism, and, uh, you know, just sexual abuse, sexual assault. Um, When you first received the script and you read through it, you know, how did you think of these many real concepts and the ways that they were uh, portrayed in this film? I thought it was beautiful. And I could tell that there was a lot of care um, taken by KD with it. Um, It was heartbreaking. I was upset. Uh, It put me in the mindset of, you know, I I have a son and how would I want him to react in this situation? Um, And very soon when he's off in college and he, I'm not there, I can't just put my hands on you and just come and help. I need you to be able to be someone that's going to take care of yourself um, and make it back to me. Um, but I, right. Because, and I also have three nieces and what happens if something like this happens to them, what do I, how do I want you to make it out of there? Because, you know, co- these are college kids and then I don't want to give anything away, but Emma, you know, it's pretty young. So uh, mistakes happen. Mistakes always happen, but it's, finding those other people that can deal with the uh, deal with the situation responsibly and then just making sure that they get the help that they need. So, um, yeah, uh, it was, it's, it's done really, really well. Mm. And as you have like a real empathy for what these guys are going through because yeah, like, yeah. you get to experience it with them, you know, and think like, how would I deal with that? You know, right. how can I tell someone what's the best way to deal with it? And you realize there is no best way, you know? Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week, wherever you get your podcasts. Were there ever moments as you were going through the film, seeing all these decisions play out? Were there ever moments where you're like, God damn it. Like, why are we doing this? Like, this is how I should have done it. This, why do we do it this way? Why did we do it this way? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it was upset. It was funny because... We, you know, shot this out of sequence and we shot the beginning of the film at the end. 
And I remember like the last two weeks of filming, I was like, this is nice. Yeah, I really. get a chance to quite this is really nice. I get a chance to, you know, kind of play around and awkwardly flirt a little bit and go to all these different parties. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> this yeah, is exactly. awesome. Why couldn't we just do this? Why can't we just yeah. make that movie? You know, <laughs> but you realize when you're I've said this before, when when your skin is literally seen as a weapon, you, you're not afforded that same opportunity. You're not given that same grace. Mm-hmm. Um, so no matter what, I think it's like the, uh, the episode of, um, it was Twilight Zone. It was, uh, who was it? Damson Idris and Sanaa Lathan. Oh, and he, all, right, yeah, the new yeah. one. And where, no, it was like the camera and they always rewound because no matter what happened, the cop was always there and would always mess with them. So she was always trying to save his life and always like, as long as she had this camera, and as soon as the camera went away, cop comes right back. It's like mm-hmm. that inevitable thing. So who's to say that even if we do make it to these parties, that we don't have another run in with the cops just because of, yeah, I've been at parties where it's like things can go crazy. And then if cops show up, it's on us. Right. You know, so. Right. And it's interesting watching watching all three of us in this film develop the consciousness and awareness of like, how can this go wrong? You know, right. you develop like almost an anxiety. Of this, you know, is this night going to end with my demise? Like, I, how is it popping off? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, most people they are afforded that privilege of, oh, I can, I can call the police. Everything will be okay. You know, right. nothing bad will happen. But your three characters very realistically portrayed that that's not the case. Um, and as we head into that final act of the film, where it really is a very, very emotional and traumatic scene. I, I don't know what better word to describe it, um, especially for your character, Donald, really being face to face with everything that you guys feared and didn't want to experience in the beginning. Um, mm. You know, what, can you kind of like walk me through like the, the, the emotions and the feeling in that scene and, and really just how you tackled that? Yeah, it's, it's your worst nightmare, but you survived it. And now you have to go and literally look at the person who told you, and he's not saying I told you so, but he's saying, I knew that this would happen. And this is what I wanted to protect you from. Mm -hmm. And he's reliving it. It's traumatic for him. And it's hard. It's once again, it's a heartbreaking thing. And I just wanted to just approach it with the utmost care um, because there's a, there's so many men and women who will go through situations like this and they won't be afforded that privilege and they won't make it out. And some, we know their names, some of them we don't. And some of them have, won't haven't even happened yet. Like right now there's someone living their life, just having joy that will not, that will end up on the wrong end of something like this. Mm. So to really be as authentic as possible and really give it that weight and just kind of like sit down in that and say like I was so scared and to admit that to admit that I was terrified I think we kind of throw that word around a little bit like I was scared I was terrified but like when you're truly terrified and it changes your every like your being and it changes who you are as a person um yeah there's there's no way to kind of prepare for that Mm -hmm. No, I think that was very beautifully said. Everything. Oh, thank you. I, that. Um, I know that we have to wrap up very quickly, but um, as a final question, in general, how do you three feel that this movie really reflects the, 
the place that our society is at with so many of these very real issues that people face on a on a day to day basis, young or old. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it paints out um, a clear solution. It doesn't yeah. really tell yeah, you yeah. which way is the right way. Yeah. It doesn't tell you which opinion, which perspective is the right perspective. You know, and and I think that that's why it's such a special thing. It's why I think. You could have an argument after watching this movie. You could you can say like, actually, you know what? They should have done this. They should have done that. And you're both right. You know? Yeah. And and I think that that really reflects where we're at right now. And I think that, that like the fact that we can inspire a conversation is really a, just a gift. I think it reflects it. It it puts um like a mirror up to part of it. But as you said, like it doesn't bring the solution to it because the solution is in us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, it doesn't ask you for one. It doesn't require one. You know, it's just a movie that gives you the power of it. You mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, because everybody has the, the the power to change their perception, especially by the things that they see and know to be different. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can say, "Oh, well, I only knew this," but when you're actually knowledgeable that this is something that exists, then you choose then to how you navigate through then. So. It kind of puts people in the driver's seat, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't make them take a biased opinion of this is how they should feel. It's like, no, you should feel like this or you should feel like that. But on your own accord, all we're doing is just let you know that peaches is peaches and apples is an apple. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so whatever one you want, you can pick it up, but don't don't cry about this peach being peachy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I think we have a responsibility as a society, no matter what you are taught to learn. So I think people kind of lean on that, like, oh, I was taught this, I was raised this way. But once you are, you know, of a certain age, it's on you to learn, you know, human behavior and really how to conduct yourself um, in society. So hopefully, uh, and just through the conversations that we've already sort of had with people, and I know I get calls and I get DMs and I'm, I read just about everything because I, it means a lot to me. I feel like at some point, if you change one person's opinion, or if you just get one person to stop and halt and think about it, like you can save a life. If you save one life, then like we did our job. Like that's that's awesome. So, absolutely. Well, really beautifully said by all three of you. Thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure to to meet you and chat with you. And congratulations on a very very wonderful film. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Emma Sasek's interview with the cast from the new film Emergency, R.J. Seiler, Donald Elise Watkins, and Sebastian Chacon. Emergency is playing currently in limited release and will be available on Amazon Prime Video on May 27th. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.
Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.